0: Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin, the podcast. have to play first before they can claim New York. A beautiful sunny day. It's still chilly, though. Not quite baseball weather, but we're getting there. Keyshawn, Jay Will, Zubin.
1: <laughs> I was cold right? Come on, Jay Will. Come on. J. Oh, no, he didn't. It's a great cupcake. What are you guys talking about? What's wrong?
0: Is it good? Still looking to wear it.
2: Uh, <laughs> I'm telling you. Are you wearing it? No. You might have a little bit. Just Just a little. Just a little, little. something, right? Little here. little something. Just the left ch- the left cheek. Yep. The left cheek. I don't think you're gonna be able to get it like that. Yeah. yeah. No, that's not gonna work Phrasing for you.
1: Or picturing. <laughs>
2: what? There's a lot going on. <laughs> Nothing.
0: There. It's a lot happening. Enjoy that. Cupcake, don't try though.
2: don't make this more awkward than it has to be, Jay. We just try to help you out. Jay Will enjoying a cupcake on the yeah. air. Yeah. Meanwhile, Chris
0: and I. How to eat? It's a good Friday. We're fasting. Yeah. That's what we do. You're fasting, Alan Hahn, Chris Cannie, with Jay Will, and a cupcake apparently. Yes, mm-hmm. thank you. And we uh, did. I say we're presented by Progressive Insurance, and all guests join us via the Goodyear Hotline. You can tune into baseball's opening weekend as Mike Trout and the Angels host the White Sox. Apparently, nobody on the White Sox we want to mention. Coverage of Sunday night baseball begins at 7:30 p.m. Eastern, a lot of frosting on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app, and at 8:30 p.m. on ESPN. So from the baseball conversation, we also continue with the football conversation as we were going through some of the Pro Day superlatives and some of the, the madness of it. There is something, though, to discuss that was said by somebody with, who definitely would know, great credibility, as we talk about Zach Wilson and his future, the BYU quarterback that, has, that really did inspire the throw of the Pro Day season, and now he's inspiring, is he going to be the number two quarterback taken in the draft by the New York Jets? Is that where he wants to go? Now, obviously, he can't really control it unless he tries to pull in Eli Manning. No one has done that since Eli. But still, where would he prefer to be? And maybe it's why the Niners moved up to number three. Here's Steve Young, Hall of Famer, and of course, connected with BYU for sure. He had this take on KNBR about Zach Wilson, the Jets, and really what his first choice would be.
3: There's no question in my mind that if...
0: Well, if they can figure out how to get Zach, that's their number one first choice. I just don't know how they get it done. The Jets have committed to Zach and recruited the family. I mean, I just I don't know how that gets undone. But, you know, look, a lot can happen. I think the, Zach would love it. Uh, the family would love it. You know, nothing would make anyone happier. I think the 49ers, that's their unstated first choice. So that would be wonderful. So a couple of things here to just review. The Jets have recruited the family. Steve Young is not – like, he's not speculating that. Yeah. All right, he's letting us know this. Number two, Zach Wilson and family would prefer the Niners. And the Niners' first choice would be Zach Wilson. So what do we read from all of that? Because it is – first of all, he's letting us know the Jets all in on this guy, like everybody's saying. And the Niners moved up to three, what, for the chance – that they might get him, that the Jets might have a change of heart. I still wonder, because of the relationship with Robert Sala and the Niners, if there has been some conversation here between these two teams.
2: Yeah, but if there has been conversation, and you look at the haul that the 49ers gave up to the Dolphins in order to move to three – you would think if if the 49ers were trying to make that move they would have contacted the jets because they have those relationships because their head coach was for the jets was the former defensive coordinator for the 49ers you would think that that would happen the fact that there wasn't more made of communication between the two entities that would lead me to believe that the jets had no interest in trading down so i mean i just feel like this is this is one of those things for Zach wilson well, I, know he he say, prefer, I know he might prefer i know he might prefer to go to San Francisco, but I don't think he's going to have a whole lot of choice. Why would he matter. say
0: if, I don't know how they're going to work this out. It's almost suggesting that they are trying to work out something to get him where they want him. I when don't you know. Say if, I don't know if
2: there's anything to work out. I mm-hmm. mean, unless your last name is Manning, you're not going to dictate where you get drafted at as a player. That's okay, just okay. not going to happen.
1: Oh, are, are we just living in this world where Sam Darnold has no chance? Like, are we, are we there? Yeah, I got that. Yeah. I, I mean, I listen, you got, listen, everybody thinks it, we're, I re- see. I don't think we're really there. Hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm just why do you need like even if it's fine to come up with the assumption that you think Joe Douglas and this Sam Darnold thing isn't it like but I, I'm just I'm not all the way there yet I'm not it's who you play for and who you play with matters mm-hmm. and if you can see talent if you're going to retool those people around you talent can speak for itself so yes like I said before Alan and, and CC I know you may disagree with me but if you're Joe Douglas you're loving all this talk about Zach Wilson keep talking because as I sit here and I wait, like, okay, like what's somebody going to give me for this? Like, I could get a haul. Maybe I do it before the draft. Maybe I just wait. I keep letting all this energy continue to build up. Like, I, I don't think it's over yet. I don't think it's a lock that Zach Wilson's just going to the Jets.
2: Well, here's the thing. If, if the Jets were really entertaining the possibility of trading down, why not make the deal with the 49ers? Why not do that? And why not do what the Miami Dolphins did? If you don't want to slide back too far, if you don't want to pick twelve. Why not trade with the 49ers, let them come up, and then what the Dolphins did with the Eagles, trade back into the top six picks? Why wouldn't you do that if you thought that Sam Donald was capable of being your guy? See, to me, that's the part of it that doesn't make any sense. The fact that they didn't have more conversation with the 49ers leads me to believe that they're locked in on taking a quarterback, and the reason they're doing that is because they don't believe in Sam Donald. Everybody makes a lot of excuses as to why Sam Donald hasn't had a lot of success but nobody can point to a lot of real evidence as to why he should be the quarterback for the Jets moving forward. That's the part of this that I have a real issue with, Allen. I don't know what you would look at in his first three years that would give you a lot of confidence that Sam Donald can actually do the job of playing quarterback in the national football. I
1: mean, this brings up an interesting point, and I'm not the one who said it, but I'm curious to get your reaction. Mm. Mike Greenberg came on our show and said, if you ever put Patrick Mahomes in that situation, we'd be talking about Patrick Mahomes the same way. So I, I understand you, like you saying like what would make you think like that's that, Mike Greenberg that's saying what I and, keep going that's back what my to Mike Greenberg that. said I, I didn't keep say going
0: it. back to that that we're blaming the player when the franchise was the failure, and I understand it's everybody keeps saying about Sam Darnold even his harshest critics oh he needs a fresh start, that doesn't tell me that he sucks, right like if mm-hmm. he if he was terrible it's like he just needs to go away like oh yeah you just move on from cut him whatever. No, it's he needs a fresh start, which suggests there's still something there, and now someone else's job is to find it. But in the three years that he was with the Jets, he never had a chance. They showed us those glimpses, those signs, those moments that made you think, oh, there's something there. I remember his first throw in the NFL. was a pick six. It was embarrassing. And then the rest of that game, he dominated. He was great, and it made you feel like something special is about to happen here. And then, you know, again, he had his issues, the team issues, his own personal, whether it's injury, whether it's mono, all the other stuff that went on there. But I can't look at this as a situation where it's just, like, this is not Geno Smith, where he's just not, he wasn't that good, yeah. right? Like, he just wasn't good enough to be the starter. And then Ryan Fitzpatrick showed up and took over, and that's, actually, uh, IKM Pally showed up, and that was the end of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But IKM I, I, Pally, by the way, is the one who punched, or sucker punched Geno Smith before the season started, and... By default, Ryan, Ryan Fitzpatrick became the starter. Yeah. But that's, I don't think that's this. This isn't Browning Nagel. This is completely different in Jets history. This is a quarterback who should be capable enough to be at least a good enough, at this point of his career, good enough to, to help you win quarterback who's been failed. So you still would have the opportunity to get assets, to build the program, to build the franchise, to build your team with more talent, which we know they're bereft of. They have tons of cap space, and nobody wants it because you're the Jets. So that's where I have that trouble. I know I joke about the anxiety and everything else. That part's real. But I am also frustrated when you look at it from a business sense and think, I don't know if it's the right thing to go for another quarterback and then just now we'll develop him. While you've really got one still in-house
1: that might still be good enough while you can also get assets to put more talent around. Cece, if San Francisco wants Zach Wilson that bad, if you are San Francisco, what would you be willing to give me for Zach Wilson? What
2: does San Francisco have left to offer? Yeah, that would be the question. Now they do have some position players. Bosa, would you Nick be Bosa? willing to part ways with Nicky Bosa, Fred Warner? I mean, help Rob Sala rebuild that defense, potentially. But how bad does Kyle Shanahan and and uh, John Lynch want him? That remains the question. But uh, again, if I'm San Francisco, I, I just kind of I don't make that decision to move all the way up into the draft unless there's three quarterbacks that I like because there's the possibility that the Jets nor the Jaguars would be willing to trade with you so you can get up a little further.
0: Uh, mm-hmm. The a conversation, obviously, will continue all the way to draft night, no doubt about it. The NBA's on ESPN Radio. Tune in this Saturday as Kawhi and the Clippers host the Lakers. Presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 3 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
1: We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? All right, we got a big-time phone caller for you. Uh, He's a guy that I've known and i watched his game transcend from the time he was at North Carolina as a freshman. He was a slasher, um, and now he's one of the most prolific shooters and defenders and all-around great people, one of the best professionals now in the NBA. Danny Green, uh, Philadelphia 76ers guard, three-time NBA champion, 2009 national championship at North Carolina. DG, how you doing, buddy?
3: I'm doing good, man. Good morning. How you guys doing?
1: I'm doing good, man. I, I, I've heard some of the words that you've mentioned about how Roy Williams has been so impactful in your life. What was your initial reaction mm-hmm. yesterday when you heard the news of him retiring?
3: Uh, first, thanks for having me on. Man. I appreciate the introduction. Um, but as you can see throughout the whole basketball world, not just our school um, and the guys that went there, of how, how well-respected he was and how many people care for him, what he's done and impacted the game. Um, but, you know, they tried to obviously reach out to everybody beforehand, before it got to the media. Um, you know, I had a game yesterday. We had a six game, 13, 14 day road trip. We just got back last night. Um, but I got the news kind of just like everybody else. Um, but after I heard the news on the media, I was a little shocked. I was very shocked by it. Um, after hearing the news, um, then I got, a, I got a chance to return the phone call and actually get into detail what was going on. Um, but, you know, he's been doing this thing for a long time. Um, He's obviously had some health issues. He's healthier now. Um, But I saw the press conference. I heard part of the reasons of why uh, he decided to to call it quits. But, um, you know, it's unfortunate. Um, But I hope hope that he's at peace. Um, He's done a hell of a job, not just for me, but so many young kids around the world, uh, giving them opportunity to not only go to their dream school and, you know, get an education, but a chance to play in front of an amazing, you know, platform, and do other things, and let basketball, you know, give us an opportunity to have a career. Um, so yeah, I was shocked at first, but um, you know, I said I'm happy for him if he's happy. Uh, I hope things are, are going well for him and Wanda now. Um, so yeah, and I think he thought it was time. So you know, I, I hope it's the right decision. I think it's the right decision. I mean, he doesn't make many mistakes or any many wrong decisions. So um, you know, I said I hope he's at peace with it.
0: KJZ ESPN radio. We're talking with Danny green Sixers guard joining us on the Goodyear hotline. He appears in the Goodyear hotline brought to you by Goodyear. That works helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear more driven Uh, Danny. Also, again, obviously a a UNC alum won a championship there with Roy Williams. You said you had a conversation with him. So was there something that he, he shared with you about his reason why now's the time for him to step away?
3: I did not have a conversation with him directly. No, um, I talked to a lot of our heads there before his press conference. He had a lot going on. Um, I'm going to circle back and reach out to him when I get a chance to, when the dust settles. Uh, but our recent conversations as of late, I said had been about the endowment. We had been discussing it, uh, me getting involved in philanthropy. Um, you know, recently, I don't know if you guys heard it or not, but I, I did pledge an endowment to the school and, and help bring scholarships to the program, the basketball program, and, um, so that, you know, some young kids get an opportunity uh, to get or have resources, or to get uh, you know a, a chance to, to uh, get a scholarship um, and you know do what some of the, myself and, and some other kids were able to do, or you know, some people they don't have that, that uh, those resources. So um, that was the most recent talk that I've had with him. Um, we have not spoken about his reasons or about the retirement issue, the retirement topic yet.
2: DG when you think back to your time that you spent with Roy Williams what memory stands out to you the most
3: I think just what everybody else had been posting about how we came in as kids and uh, how he kind of you know raised us into being you know smart intelligent grown men um, well made us you know smarter than what we were I and mean, not all of us are you know the most you know intelligent I guess still learning today myself um, but just how he taught us not about the game of basketball but about life. And how to do things the right way um, gave us a, gave us an opportunity to play on an unbelievable stage and for a school that we all dreamed of since we were kids. Um, but yeah, he came into a lot of our homes. He recruited us, um, and he kept his promises. Um, you know, he didn't promise us anything crazy or guarantee us uh, some you know unreal, unrealistic things. You know, he gave us a chance to get education, uh, a chance to play, uh, a chance to you know do things you know in life that most people aren't able to do. And he said he kept those promises. And a lot of us got a chance to be there for four years and, and graduate, um, You know, which he emphasized and allowed us said, to grow into men.
1: Danny, uh, you know how the media is. Everybody loves to say, you know, where does Roy Williams fit in? Top coaches of all time. How would you respond to somebody that says he's a legendary coach who's never done anything legendary?
3: <laughs> that's, that's silliness to me, man. Um, He's been doing as as long as I've been alive, and he's been a legend since then, um, since before I, probably I was born. Um, and he's done legendary stuff before me uh, during my time there and after. Uh, he's won you know a number of championships, and that's not even that doesn't speak on his success to me. Uh, what he's done off the court and what he's pledged to that school and other schools, uh, how he's helped out uh, the community there in North Carolina, and you know not just there but uh, many places in the world uh so to me that just that speaks legendary uh you know outside the court you know there's as many ways you can be um you know a legend as many ways you can be a hero as many ways you can be a champion and Roy williams is the definition of all those those things um even said even before i was born
0: and uh, danny i know that that you got in late so you're you're tired right now and and what Jay doesn't know is that I've known you I knew you when you were you were knee high to a grasshopper as a as a young basketball player on Long Island and me and your dad got to hoop a little bit together and so he's trying to drive a stake between two guys from Long Island what he's trying to do there because what he didn't tell you is I made that statement earlier in the show as an setup, argument.
2: Man. It was a setup.
1: It was a legend. Where we setup. were talking
0: about, you know, where he ranks all time and and everything like that. And then mm-hmm. Jay, of course, as we were trying to label, the, you know, the, who are the top five coaches of all time. He mm-hmm. also left him off that list as well. So just, I just want you to know what happens on this show. There's a lot of throwing under bus and whatnot, and all he's trying to do is just ruin our relationship. So just, just know where that I, I came get it. from.
3: I, I get it. I get it. Our relationship is never ruined. It would still be cool regardless of your opinions or opinions. And you know, I'm going to back my people regardless if they're they're great or not. But Coach Lane speaks of greatness. You know, without being said. Um, but, yeah, our relationship is, is, is nor diminished in any uh, I appreciate that. effort of what he you know, tries to throw in there.
0: <laughs> well, also, Danny knows that I've tried to recruit him to the Knicks for years, and every year he's always like, no, I want to win rings. Like, what are you talking about?
2: <laughs> D- <laughs> Danny, he has, he Danny, Danny, real quick, who should the next coach at UNC be?
3: I think they have a a lot of options, man. I I love all the ideas of everything that they're throwing out there. Um, But it's hard for me to even let this sink in. I want to let this settle in first. It's hard to imagine that school without him there. Um, Obviously, his assistant coaches are are great. Um, They're they're great options, you know, with Coach Robinson, Hubert Davis, uh, Sean May. Uh, Obviously, there's, you know, Wes Miller, who's right there in Greensboro. Um, There's a bunch of options. with Jerry Stackhouse, who's been doing amazing, Uh, King Rice who's done amazing. Um, you know, done amazing, you know, these guys done amazing things after their career, after playing and doing it on, on the court with uh, youngins as well. So um, I'm just letting this one sink in. Uh, but I think it definitely should be somebody, you know, from home, uh, you know, that we that we choose um, and keep it in-house. But so there's a lot of options, regardless, even if we don't keep it in-house. I would love to see it in-house, but if we don't keep it in-house, I know there's a, a bunch of great options out there that people – would love to be, you know, the man for that job, Danny, I'm And that we keep, would choose somebody great.
1: I'm all about keeping it in house. I mean, one day we're going to get down this road with Duke and Coach K, and I would love to keep it in house as well. I'm going to throw out a name. I'm just curious mm-hmm. to hear your reaction to it. Um, you know, he's been doing TV for a while. He's di- been dying mm-hmm. to get into the basketball ranks. And if we've seen anything, former legends that come back to their programs: Jawan Howard that goes back to Michigan, Penny Hardaway, mm-hmm. Memphis. Um, you know, Patrick Ewing, Georgetown. How about Kenny Smith?
3: I I love it. I mean, if Kenny is – I don't know if he wants to go into that field. I think he might have chose media for a reason, but I I love it. Kenny wants to get into coaching. I love it, man. I'm all for it. Uh, Kenny's been well-respected for many years. Obviously understands the game, knows it well. Um, Had a son there recently. Um, So, yeah, I'm I'm all for that, man. I think Kenny would definitely be the man for the job and do an amazing job. Uh, because he's done amazing in everything he's done, and he said he's, he's well well rounded. Uh, very does his research, does his homework, and um, you know doesn't half ass anything. So it, that was an option, I said Danny Green's. A, a, I said I'm all for it. I'm definitely got my vote.
0: Talking with Danny Green of the Sixers. Well, we got you. Let's talk a little NBA here. As the Brooklyn Nets just keep adding name after name after name to their team, and obviously have a loaded roster right now. Uh, the Bucks playing pretty well. But you guys have been in first place pretty much the whole season. You do have the Joel Embiid injury. But do you feel like you guys are getting any attention, if not, if not maybe enough attention as a true contender? And how do you feel about what Brooklyn's building and what it means for the Sixers and your chance to win a third straight title with three different franchises?
3: I, I think they're doing a good job of what they're supposed to do. Um, but at the same time, there's, there's only one basketball. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see how they put it together when everyone's healthy. Um, I think the whole world is ready to see, you know, when Katie comes back, how those three are going to work. Now they have Blake and Marcus, um, but that's what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to recruit as, many, as they, many people as they can to give them a chance uh, to win. Um, I don't think that we're getting a ton of uh, recognition, especially right now because Joel is out. Obviously when Joel is playing and he's an MVP, uh, we get more recognition as a contender. Um, I think we're getting better as a group with him being out, which is going to build character. and It's going to help us in the long run. Um, but I think we prefer it that way. We don't care to get the attention. We prefer to fly under the radar um, and you know, continue to, to win games, continue to get better, and you know, when it comes down to it, be ready for that, that, that moment. Um, we made some good trades. We've had some great pickups. Um, I think George Hill will be a great addition for us. Um, so we just got to w- figure out ways to implement those guys into the system and uh, continue to keep playing ball and winning games under the radar. Um, attention is not really one of those things that I'm used to. So speaking, coming from San Antonio, I really don't care for it, but um, I think we do deserve a little more respect than we have been getting, or have gotten, um, you know, throughout the year from, I guess, the media side. But at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. We don't really care about that.
0: Hey guys, you certainly would know championship medal. You have you have enough rings, and you've done it with several different franchises. And by the way, when you look up three and D you see Danny Green. I mean, no one ever talked about that stuff until Danny Green did it, and yes, of course, I'm proud of you as a Long Island product, so this thanks is why you for know joining us. one of the thanks. best professionals. Thanks. I mean,
1: he, he shot me a text last night at 3.41 in the morning. Got it. What time? Nine? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, that's that's what's up, Danny. I, I appreciate you coming on and rocking with us, glad man. you put that
0: out there.
3: You guys are the men. You, you guys are legendary, too, man, so you guys have my utmost respect, man. I always appreciate you guys so much for everything you guys have done for me. Um, you know, I, You guys, when I was young and I looked up to you guys and you guys gave me that inspiration to be who I am today, so I appreciate you guys.
0: All right, go get so, so it, man. Funny, man. We appreciate Good you luck, for joining man. us. Thank you.
3: Thank you, guys, man. Take it easy. All right,
1: Danny Green of the Sixers. And why would you put it out there that right? he was up at three <laughs> forty-five? I mean, no, no, he got in from their their West Coast trip. That's we, what he we, was saying. They got in off the plane, mm-hmm. and that's where I put it together right. because okay. of the time. That's when he got sure in. That yeah, I, no, I, I, I saw what I was going on. I thought the the, West.
2: They had a game. I'm not. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying my initial reaction was the same reaction that Allen had. I thought you would dry snitching a little. bit. Not way. everybody <laughs> needs to know because maybe the plane actually landed around one. Yeah, exactly, yeah. like exactly. Well, what were you doing at yeah. four o'clock in the morning?
1: Nah, but you know this. There like goes you, that alibi, is that right? Jay. Nah, <laughs> you know, you That's all right, from games, though. Man, like, Jay's you guys, been
2: throwing people under the bus all day. He threw you under the bus with Danny all Green? all over me. You are the worst. In over right the the worst. Yeah.
1: No, it's it's like come back up a little. Sometimes you're wired. You're just up. Long road trips? You never had that?
2: You see, he's trying, he's trying to walk. With the plane. He's walking it back I'm now. Not walking he's it back. walking it back. He's doing that backpedaling cover, too, right now. You're that just
1: angry because you said that he's a legendary this. coach that's never done anything legendary. And Jay, asked Jay, just Greenback. be careful. You're going to strain your hamstring all that backpedaling <laughs> that you're doing right
2: now. Be careful.
0: UKD James Harden all out with the hamstring issue. That's what's going on. On to the women's game. The final force is tonight. We'll tell you one historical note that will amaze you. That's coming up next. KJZ. ESPN Radio, ESPNL.
1: Cold-blooded. NCAA President Mark Emmert continued to apologize for the inequities between the men's and women's basketball tournament.
0: There's no combined excuse other than we need to do better.
2: This is Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin.
1: CeCe, do we have our bet on? Oh, here we go. I don't have a problem. 25 push-ups, the first one to make a shot. Let's go. I don't have a problem with the CC, bet, Jay, but if
2: I do the 25 push-ups, I might bust out of the shirt. Well, take the shirt off. Well, I'm Flex not quite it. ready to take so the shirt off. does that mean you off. want like to take I'm the bill- bet? I'm building to beach season, Jay. I'm not there yet. You know it's a progression. It's a build-up. Ten push-ups. Now, that being said, I'm not scared money over here. So let's take the bet. All right, bet good. Let's bet, go. good. Go go right. bet good. Go ahead. Go ahead. Bet good. Bet shot. good. Bet good. Bet good. Bet good. Ah! He missed it. Okay. I got a chance to steal right here. I, I gotta come up big. right here. I got to come up big. Got to come up big here. Bang! Oh! Oh, oh come on. Come on! Oh! I missed it. All See, right. I don't have any more paper. Right. We gotta wait to the next break. All right. Okay. We'll wait. We'll... You hit him with the bang, though—the no, Mike Breen bang. I thought. Was I thought I was There's good. I thought I was good. One more. Was it a premature shot? It premature was premature. It was a premature bang. It was a premature, premature bang. bang. A premature bang. Let's go. It's,
1: it's one it. more. He has go.
2: got it. Go. Oh!
1: Let's go. Let's go. I gotta do it now. Let's go.
2: I gotta do it now, No, you're done. You're done. You're trying to rob me? You had two shots. I had two shots. You missed one. It's wrap. Damn it!
1: So, I'll do it with me when we're ending yeah, the show. Yeah, so, absolutely. Right in front of the GoPro. Oh
0: God, right in front of the GoPro. Lachina the Robinson joining us right now, ESPN basketball analyst, host of Around the Rim podcast. And I don't know if you were able to see that, as Jay is now just throwing <laughs> things <laughs> just at the garbage can. Angry, <laughs> angry about life. He is not happy that an NFL <laughs> player just beat him in shot for shot, Lachina.
4: Oh yeah, that's
1: not a good thing, Jay. Come ah, on, China, I'm never going to live this one down. You know that.
4: <laughs> the rest of my existence <laughs> on the
1: show, ever. Internet is undefeated. Got
4: to put some
0: practice in. <laughs> True. Now, now True. as we're talking about the women's final four, I can't like our conversation over the last couple of days that, that I felt like Brianna Stewart was, was on with us, and we talked about Paige Beckers, who now is the player of the year as a freshman, and the interesting conversation about one and done as we, we talk about it, so casually with the men's game. And and she's so good that that has become a thing. Like, if she wanted to, and of course, if the money was right, which it isn't if for the WNBA, that she could step out and be the number one pick. I know that Dawn Stelia said it. Um, but no, Diana Taurasi said it, and also Sue Bird said it. I was curious what you thought of it, and if maybe it's time that that rule is reconsidered.
4: You know, um, I love college basketball. And I think on the women's side, the gap between college basketball and the WNBA is huge. Um, You know, the 144 players in the WNBA are literally the best in the world. And I think the quality of play has definitely gotten better over the years. So um, while I do think, you know, it should be discussed and we should always have conversations about how we can move or change the game for, for the best there are not going to be very many freshmen that, you know, play one season in college women's basketball and can make an impact in the WNBA. Um, there's also a huge difference, of course, in, in the pay uh, in going from on the men's side from uh, college to, to the NBA. So, um, you know, that's a, a different consideration. So, um, you know, I, I love the conversation. I just think that Paige is special and we probably shouldn't get too excited about the possibility of this becoming a regular thing for everyone else when, um, you know, the players that can really take that leap um, come once in a, in a blue moon, it seems like, in, in recent years.
2: LaChina, Don Staley and Adia Barnes are making some history. For the first time in the Women's Final Four history, we have two black women as head coaches. What, what does that mean to you, and how important is it to have that representation on the biggest stage the game has to offer?
4: Yeah, it's extremely important. I mean, it means it means everything. Um, you know, first and foremost, for the student-athletes that play the game, especially the young black women, to be able to look at the highest stage of our sport in the Final Four and see two black women really opens their eyes to what they can do and what the possibilities are in their life when they're done with their careers. But it's also sending a message to a lot of our, our colleges, and universities, our athletic directors that haven't really given black women a fair shake over the years. Um, you know, I think also former players have a bad rep. You know, these are the two former WNBA players, and um you know, I think all, oftentimes there's some pressure on, on former players to be great, and they are showing that that actually does happen. Um, but you know the the visibility of black women, the representation of black women is needed in sport. it's needed in business, it's needed in our world. and Um, You know, I think it's just a reminder of what they can do when given the opportunity. But that's the that's the biggest thing is, um, you know, folks need to open their eyes and see that, um, you know, women like Adia and Dawn. There are tons of them Um, in women's college basketball and and in other places just waiting for their opportunity. So it's just great to see what they've done. And it's awesome for representation and visibility of black women.
1: I have to take a deep breath before I ask you this question because it it always infuriates me when I have to ask things like this. But NCAA President Mark Emmert said, we can't let down these amazing athletes ever again in regards to the inequality between the men's and women's tournaments. Um, What are your thoughts on that, LaChina, on how the NCAA has handled the response to criticism? I mean, this isn't the first time that we brought up this subject matter.
4: I mean, obviously – Everyone is disappointed, Jay, in what we saw in the weight room, what we saw in the disparities, but it's not shocking, you know, Uh, not just the NCAA, but in, in a lot of different aspects of sport, women are treated like, you know, second tier, like they're not important, whether that's in the coverage of sport when it comes to media Um, you know, in in a lot of different ways. And and obviously, I think it's a much larger issue than what's happening at the NCAA. But I I wasn't happy with the response by Mark Emmert. Um, You know, I think it's inexcusable. And um, especially when, as a country over, in particular, the last year, we started to look closely at what we're doing as individuals around diversity and equality and you know, having those conversations like never before. I mean, to let these young women down in that way after a year of COVID competition and sacrifice, I mean, the red carpet should have been rolled out for them. To me, there's no excuse and there needs to be accountability. I'm not here for the lip service. I think some of the suggestions, especially like Val Ackerman's white papers, like she wrote that so long ago. And yes, though some of those uh, suggestions are still relevant, like what, where's the paper been this whole time? Um, you know, it, it's just inexcusable, in my opinion, and um, I think there needs to be some accountability.
0: We all agree with you there, Lachina. Now, before we let you go, real quick, so we have the final four tonight: South Carolina, Stanford, UConn, Arizona. Give us a prediction about your champion.
4: Oh boy! Um, you know it's it's going to be it's going to be a fun night. I'll say that because um, you know. I'll start with Connecticut. Arizona. Arizona is a team that has nothing to lose. I mean, they're the underdog. They embrace it. They're extremely gritty and tough on the defensive end. Um, they don't have as much offense as Connecticut, but they rely heavily on turning you over, getting easy buckets, which they do very well. Uh, we're seeing a star in Ari McDonald, um, coming off a back-to-back thirty-point games. I mean, she's five-six, but I always say she's a she's a wildcat. That's a dog because literally she is pressing, trapping for 40 minutes full court, just one of the fun players to watch. So it's a team that has nothing to lose. Obviously, uh, uh, Connecticut is the favorite. Um, you know, I think the world of Paige Beckers, you know, I just think even more so than her game, it's that she doesn't take herself too seriously. You know? I mean, mm-hmm. she is just a fun person and um, so likable. Uh, But it's also a very young Connecticut team. And and you guys know as well as I do, when it comes to your legacy at Connecticut, if you're Paige Beckers, the conversation doesn't start until you've won a national championship. Mm -hmm. So there's some pressure on on their side of things. So, you know, I think uh, Arizona would have to do a lot of things right. But, um, you know, I'm interested to see how they approach guarding Paige Paige Beckers and if Aerie McDonald could be effective in the matchup. And then with South Carolina-Stanford you know, I think what stands out to me about South Carolina, and Don's done a, a fantastic job, and, and come on, we're, we're talking about Targ Van Veer, um, the all-time winningest coach in, in, in women's basketball. Don's team limited Texas to zero points in the fourth quarter in their lead A game. That is really, really hard to do once you make it to this point. So their defense is clicking on all cylinders, and that's really going to be, to me, the, the difference in this matchup because, Stanford can look like a beautiful, well-oiled machine on the offensive end. Tara Vanderveer can go nine or ten deep at this time of year, which not a lot of coaches can do or will do, but they're that talented. So can South Carolina really bother Stanford's point guard, Keanu Williams? Like, Can they get in her? Can they force her to make mistakes? Can they limit her impact? Because as we saw in Stanford's Elite Eight game against Louisville, she's the key. I mean, Keanu's the key. She's a San San Antonio native you know, wants to get her team to the championship game. Um, so I think it's about Dawn's defense, and, and it's it's anchored by Aaliyah Boston, who's a heck of a center. And, um, you know, this is her time to shine and blossom as well.
0: It's going to be a great weekend, no doubt about it. LaChina, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. Talk to you soon. Thanks, LaChina.
4: Thanks for having me, guys.
0: All right. So, again, a final four to watch tonight, South Carolina, Stanford, UConn, Arizona, and then the men on Saturday, a busy college basketball weekend as it culminates with the championship's coming up in the next few days all right coming up next for us to finish the week going into the weekend it's your turn to do the talking as we do call the roulette the number is 888 say espn 888-729-3776 you know the rules follow them you'll get your call in if you don't and you're out we haven't buzzed anybody yet don't you be the first one be careful call at five we're watching you Keyshawn, uh, that didn't sound threatening at all. Keyshawn, <laughs> Will, <laughs> Subin, Alan, Hot, ha- Chris, Kenny. It's been five long days. All right, boys. <laughs>
1: ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. O'Reilly Auto Parts is here to keep your car on the road with the right parts. And you get this: you get advice from the professional parts people and their free loaner tool program as well. There's no need to purchase a tool if you're only going to use it once. Your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store has more than 80 specialty tools available to rent for your next repair. Refundable deposit required at the time of rental. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today and ask about their free loaner tool program or visit O'ReillyAuto.com. Coming up this morning with Greeny, three-time MVP, Alex Rodriguez. As Baseball Legends Week continues, Alex Rodriguez. This morning with Greeny at 1130 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus.
0: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful Yeah, one job, line five. One, one job. We do have a line five, but we're not – let's see if we're going to spin the wheel and we're going to see how this works out. Because if it hits line five first and you fail us – I might just, we might just end the show end the, the game whole
1: thing it's over. It just, that's it You on can't end okay. the weekend on a bad note. No, we'll no. let you do that. No, we got, we got to be better. Yes. I got to be better. Yeah, I wasn't
2: very good yesterday with call a roulette. I was in spring training for him. Mm-hmm. I feel like now we're in the regular season. I need to hit my you're, stride. Yeah, mm-hmm. good. Good. We, we got to so get good. going. Let's go.
0: That's Chris Kenny I'm Alan Hahn. He's Jay will. This is KJZ. We are presented by progressive insurance. It's time for you at 888 ESPN 888 729 to be part of call a roulette. Let's spin the wheel. Go. Would you know it? Line five. Line five. No <laughs> way. Can't make this stuff up. Unbelievable. Come on, line five. Yeah, is that me? It's, 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 just, it's just unbelievable. It's a conspiracy, man. It's uh-huh. a conspiracy. It's just unbelievable. It's a conspiracy. The Out. guys
1: in our here are setting Hang it up. Hang
0: up! Those who don't know the rules, it's very simple. You don't say hello. You don't nothing. You say your name, where you're from, and you get to your hot take or your question. That's it. Nothing else. Chris, how you feeling? I'm feeling good. good. Let's go. go. Right, he's good.
1: Jay, I'm good. good. Stay good. Ready. I'm good. Stay ready, we callers. thank you for listening. Spin it.
0: Man, man, I feel good about this one. Line three,
1: go. Big Z from Missouri. Hey, LeBron at 16 was better than MJ, right? Yes. So, listen, a couple years later, the guy went to the NBA, took a no-name worst cast ever to the finals. MJ was playing versus Georgia Tech, Florida State, and company. So, at what point did MJ eclipse
2: LeBron? Strong take Wow, there. I feel like that's really disrespectful Strong to Michael Jordan. take. That's really disrespectful? disrespectful? No, you know really what he he's saying? He's saying, Michael he's Jordan saying was LeBron cut- is at the top of the mountain right yeah. now and Michael Jordan can't get past him. Well, I, I
0: never that's said that, saying. but I
1: do have LeBron at the top of the mountain.
0: He's also saying that Michael Jordan was cut from his his high school team at the age of fourteen, whereas LeBron was a, that's already a such, great That's such we player. have to talk about that next I, I, week. I know that's a that's a whole other. No, tale. I just
1: wonder. Like, I wonder. Does Michael Jordan ever become Michael Jordan if he's in this social media age? Dealing with all that being cut from a team, Mike like, Jordan, can kids bounce back from that these days? Oh, you're talking about soft now. Let's no, no I didn't real. say that as well. I'm talking about soft generation. Spin so it.
0: Line one, go.
4: Robert from Charlottesville, Virginia. Well done. And curious what J-Will thinks about the, the transfer portal, and I think it's going to be an unbelievable year for teams. We've already lost three to the portal from UVA, and uh, I think whoever navigates the portal is going to win the national championship in 2022.
1: Free agency in college My basketball, man. right? It, it's this. This is Coaching is already so difficult when you spend time with these guys. They go 24-7, 365. Just put that on steroids now. Because not only do you have to protect your own, mm. but also now you have to go out and recruit other kids from other teams, from other coaches that you know. You can do that now. That's I mean, crazy. talk about getting in somebody's DMs. <laughs> this is going to be nasty moving forward. <laughs> sounds, sounds real
2: savage with these college basketball coaches.
1: That's the only way it has to be now. Okay. All right. Spin it.
2: Charlottesville,
0: the South. What are the odds? Line five, again. Don't fail us, please.
3: Tim Dunstan, Chicago, Illinois. Um, The Lakers are beat this year. I got the Jazz and Philly in the finals. I'm going to take the Jazz all the way.
0: Wow. Jazz, Philly, in the finals. Okay. All right. I mean,
3: it, that could not, be a good
1: matchup. That, Adam Silver doesn't want to see it, though. I mean, that, that's, not, that's that fathomable. Ratings, that could happen. It could happen. We could see that. I mean, who knows about AD's health? Clippers we'll are still having
0: happen. issues. Now, Paul George has got something going on with his foot or toe or something. The Lakers have their injuries. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets still, a lot of people will be skeptical until they do it in the postseason. I mm-hmm. get it when they're all healthy. The Sixers and jazz, though. Here's the question, America. Are you watching? Oh.
2: Chris, are you watching? You, oh, know, you, watch. You, you know what I want to watch? Mm. I want to watch Jay Will pay off the bet we made one. a yep, couple all right, breaks that's to the end of breaks ago with time, these 25 push-ups. The pay, that, that's what the I the want best. to see. B.S. That's what I want to see. How many we got? 25. 20, five. Twenty. No, it was 25. It, like 25. it was 25. It was no, it was you 25. No, the... you tried to change it to 10 after you lost. Just pan away. There it is. One, two,
0: three. There four. it is. That's, no, no, you skipped one. That was a half.
2: Nah, there they Oh, oh, that hurt though. <laughs> 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 the clap push He's up. He's a man hurt. of his
0: word. Oh, wow. That's right, about fifteen. There you, you go. There boy. you go. All right. well, man of well your done. word.
2: Woo! Appreciate that, Jay. Will. Well so done.
1: Tight. The traps are going to be tight. You're already like you got a little warm up you for your pump? workout after the show. <clears> How about now. that? You know, you're sweating after 25. All oh, right. That that top
4: button was holding off your life. That top button. I was scared for it.